Welcome to Trust Company Talks with Bill Noble and Burke Coons. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Burke. How are you today? I'm doing great. We're back at Trust Company Talks with Bill Noble and Burke Coons. Great to be here it's again. Good, it's good to be here, too. It is. To th- this this podcast, this version of our podcast, Burke, is going to be... We're in, we're in uncharted territory. <laughs> we're in uncharted waters here today <laughs> because um, we are not... We are not going to uh, have... We don't have any special guests other than ourselves. And actually... Um, in talking about this the other day, I was talking with Bill Smith about it, and I thought it was a worthy endeavor to um, specifically talk about your role with the company and what you do and some of the unique things you've you've done. Um, you mean little old Burt Coons? Little old Burt Coons, that's right, that's <laughs> okay. right. And um, so just for our, for our listening audience and for people that – some people know a lot about our firm, some people don't know as much about our firm, but – your your role with our firm is is a very unique one, um, as is mine. But yours is yours is really unique because what you do in your second life when you're not when you're not um, adding value for trust companies right. the South. Um, and I thought it was just worth having a conversation and talking about it, learning a little bit more about what you're doing and and what you get out of it from a from a you know sure. from a uh, all kinds of you know, ways of looking at it. So um, just to give our give our, our listening audience a, a little bit of background, you know, Burke's technical uh, title with the company is investment strategist. And basically what that means is he's he serves on our, our investment committee. Um, he meets with clients to talk. We we have a very team approach at Trust Company of the South, yep. which you know, and um, – where we always have a lead advisor, we do we do so much planning work at Trust Company that um, we like to bring in people just to talk about purely about investments, and that's your, that's one of your primary that's jobs. Right. Also, and then the third component of what you do for us, which I think is the most, um, I think that's one of the the uh, it's the fun part. Fun part was well, actually, and I think it's really added added to our overall. Um, arsenal of what we try to do for our clients is your um, your writing ability and your uh, you you you've, you're now doing a, a a quarterly market commentary which is really good. You're a great writer. Thank and, you. Um, Thanks very much. I, I, I've always had a lot of respect for your writing before you joined our firm. Appreciate um, it. I can remember you and I talking about. About that, right. I thought we needed a poet laureate at Trust Company. I love and, it, <laughs> and that's kind of the role you've 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 fi- have filled for us, which I'm you know I'm most appreciative and glad to have you on our team. And um, well, thank you. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. And um, no, it's a lot of fun for me. It, um, it's, it's, well, it's the other fun. other thing too is is not just your market commentary on what's going on in the markets and how you know what how how. How we work that within our investment plans for our clients, but you also um, will write pieces on a on a kind of an ad hoc mm-hmm. basis when something comes up in the Current markets that's or, of interest yeah. or is a is a something really big in the news, like it could be a big a big you know scandal, it right. could be whatever, and so um, and you've done a great job of writing some pieces about that and and. Uh, 
you also just write about. Like, I, I thought I love the piece you wrote about Charlie Watts about you know the <laughs> right. drummer of the I Rolling can't help Stones, <laughs> and somehow you worked in some investment wisdom into the <laughs> right. end of the article, yeah. which I loved. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was great. Yeah. And, uh, well, a, a lot of times, you know, I just find that things that are important to me in my life, you know, have the same sort of values that show up. You know, when I'm trying to make an investment res- recommendation, I mean, we're all about you know long term planning and, and steadiness and and letting you know the magic of compounding work for you. And so there's, uh, you know, certainly when you talk about steadiness, you know, Charlie Watts is, is a human that, that <laughs> yeah. fits that bill. And so uh, well, that wasn't as big of a stretch as perhaps it might have been or might have seen. Yeah. But, but um, but you, somehow you made it work, and it was <clears throat> it was I thought very uh, I thought it was very well written and well, very clever, you. and uh, um, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from clients and stuff that read your that read your stuff, and they say they always enjoy how you might be talking about something that seems totally out of the world of investing, and somehow you've lined <laughs> in some some nugget of wisdom yeah. that that kind of brings you back to our core core uh, beliefs about. Right, you know, you said the magic of compounding and, and right. staying disciplined and and sticking with the plan and all that good stuff, and um, because it's, but that's what's that's why that's why you have subject matter to write about because they mm-hmm. didn't. If it was if right. it was that easy, you wouldn't need you wouldn't need advisors. We wouldn't need people to help you help you through these things, right? And um, or help help give perspective about those things, sure. and help help give. Uh, history to why, how this came to be, right. and, and whatever context that that has to do with capital markets yeah. or investing or something. Well, and, and markets are made of human beings, right? I right. mean, as much as we want to right. say it's all rational, and and uh, and although markets they tend to be efficient over time, I mean, you know, it's made up of different pockets of humans, and humans are flawed, and so there's lots, there's always great stories. Um, that come out of the markets because it's dy- they're so dynamic and and everyone has has you know dreams of doing this or that with you know their capital and that's what makes you know that's what makes it interesting yeah and, and no so question. that kind of leads into uh, where I think you're going yeah yeah <laughs> with, with the, uh, with, the with the with the films and stuff yeah so yeah. so so Birkin is his so he is he is investment strategist by day with Trust Company South and mm-hmm. poet laureate and writer and uh, and I would call him a primary creator of investment-related content. Well, that's yes. a very good. Is that yeah, a good way? Is that a good way? That's an excellent uh, okay. uh, summary. Yes. So that's that's what you do. You know, to spend most of your time on in your in your life as being you know time raising you know have you have, you've got right. a wonderful family, got great kids, and all that good stuff. But um, but on the other on the other hand, you do something that's very unique, which I don't know many people that have done this. You've you have been the producer or the executive producer for two movies, um, documentaries mm-hmm. that have been on, you know, national nationally recognized platforms, uh, platforms yeah. like HBO and Netflix, mm-hmm. and which I think is just fascinating. And these movies these movies have been also been released and played in theaters and mm-hmm. stuff too. But um, but the primary, uh, I guess. What would you call it? The the way the the film is mm-hmm. distributed is distributed yeah. is through those right those at those avenues and um and they've all and both of them have been uh have been business related right. or they're financial financial they're, they're right. financial mm-hmm. related um um stories and um you just came out with your second one which your first one 
um, which was which was called Betting on Zero, I yep. believe, which came out in 2016. Yep, 2016. It premiered at Tribeca Film Festival. Right, and that was on that was on Netflix, I believe, mm-hmm. for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And um, talk talk just a little bit about what that was generally about. Well, so at the time, so as, as you mentioned, I'm a research analyst, and so my primary job is to, you know, dig up information about about markets and companies. At, at the time, I was um, I had a little uh, a business called Helicon Research, where I was selling research to uh, to hedge funds and, and other asset managers. And, and this is before you dr- this is before trust company, company yeah, right. right? And so it's a little bit it's a little bit like being a private investigator and. Um, and or journalist. I was an English major at Chapel Hill, and I wrote for the Daily Tar Heel. My first job out of school was, you know, with the Triangle Business Journal. And then I went on to um, be an analyst, you know, moved to New York and been an equity analyst primarily for you know twenty some odd years now. Um, but uh, but that it grew out of a research product I was project I was working on for a client who happens to be a good friend, <clears throat> and um, we were looking into uh, this this space about multi level marketing companies and. You know, I don't know if you've ever spent a lot of time around it, but they're really kind of zany and goofy. Yeah. And there's there's always <laughs> been this sort of um, uh, air of of uh, you know questionable business practices. And so we, I didn't think we 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 had an idea. Well, why don't we just interview some people, and that way people can really understand exactly how these businesses work. Um, and uh, and about that time, um, a very famous uh, hedge fund manager named Bill Ackman announced that he was looking into the space and it had actually shorted a, um, uh, a big company. And so we, we kind of pivoted and thought, okay, well, rather than me walking around with an iPhone, let's, uh, let's hire people who actually know how to do this professionally. And then we can do the research behind it and film this battle between um, Bill Ackman and, and this company he was accusing of being a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, that turned into a film uh, called betting on zero um, that was on Netflix for, you know, for, Several years, and which it, is great and it fun. basically, and I, I've seen both your movies, and they're both really good. But the, and and it basically just exposes that company for what it was, it being a a Ponzi scheme. I don't. Yeah. Know, but would you would you well it's, literally it's, call it's, it a Ponzi scheme? I would. Or, I would say right. that the, the industry has been accused of being you know very much like a pyramid scheme. The question is, is it is it an illegal pyramid scheme? Right. And, and so that's where you get into the into the details. And even though. The FTC came out and fined this company Herbalife, um, you know, two hundred million dollars. They did not, you know, put a stake in its heart, and that, mm-hmm. that and that's what would have, that's what Bill Ackman would have required, or w- what would have been required for Bill to have been successful in his crusade against it. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, Bill is, a, you know, a, a famous hedge fund guy, um, you know, not super popular, you know, with a lot of circles. And so, you know, it was it wasn't like. Uh, I mean, he was he was very easy to kind of poke holes in um, because the company saying, "Hey, you know, we're creating all these jobs and blah blah." And so it was a, um, it, it was it was nuanced in the sense that I mean, I, I think Bill thought what he was doing was the right thing, um, but you know, there were others who thought, "Well, he's only in it just to smear this company mm-hmm. and to try to take down this company." But anyway, so but it, I mean, betting on zero um, was it was kind of a double entendre in the sense that you're you're you know in, in participating in these multi marketing companies, you're really kind of you're betting on zero in the sense that you you basically can't win unless you you know recruit people to come in, um, and also Bill's trying to get the company to go to zero, right? You know, and so uh, as a short seller, right? Yeah, right, right, right. right. But it, it was it was great fun, and uh, and we really kind of got the bug, and and um and it got on Tribeca. I mean, it we made got it in Tribeca Film Festival, and then uh we you know we we were we we didn't know if we were going to be able to sell it. Um, it we we're having a hard time because. You know, Herbalife's coming out and saying that we're in bed with Bill Ackman, even though we weren't. And he was—they were saying he paid for it, which he didn't. And um, and he, we 
that I think it's fair to say that the company scared away a lot of potential buyers, and uh, and we were kind of kind of dead in the water until um, uh, we wound up getting on to um, on to uh, John Oliver, uh, who had just been coincidentally working on a segment, working on an episode about multi-level marketing, and then he mentioned our movie in a way that was very favorable, and um, uh, and then that it aired on Friday, and then Netflix called us on Monday, so that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty heady stuff. Yeah, too. I mean, when you get a call from somebody, I mean, you know, who, who do, you, do you remember who the guy's name was with Netflix when he called you? I mean, I'm I don't. He I'm, actually called our agent. So, okay, but, um, okay, gotcha. But gotcha. Um, but it was it was, it was obviously pretty neat. It was a team effort. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the director Ted Braun, you know, did a great job, kind of bringing to life all the, you know, the human suffering that some of these companies uh, can you know manifest and yeah. so um uh but anyway it was it's fun because it's you know it's business but it's also um human and you know like you know all, all, you know, all these best all these great yeah, investment stories you know are there's so much more than just you know income statements and balance sheets yeah yeah there's there's always a human story behind every business yeah. that's for sure um and so and then you've you recently just um had a your second your second uh film came out which was a two-part series on, that's currently playing on HBO, I believe. HBO Max. HBO that's right. Max, mm-hmm. um, called Gaming Wall Street, and that that is is you know I'll let you talk. You you, you can you can tell it better mm-hmm. than I can, but I've I've watched it a couple times. And I think it's really interesting. It was about the meme stock explosion, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, you know, in early twenty twenty, um, specifically as it relates to GameStop and kind of what gave rise to. Uh, this weaponization of a stock uh, that, that these, you know, redditors, these, um, uh, you know, internet retail uh, investors or speculators uh, and what they were trying to accomplish um, but by buying the stock in order to try to, you know, stick it to a hedge fund. And so, but it wasn't just GameStop. We, we focused on GameStop, but the whole phenomenon was about this, um, you know, this, there was this feeling at the time of this, you know, democratization of markets and, and everybody's on Robin Hood trying to, you know, drive this stock up because they thought that it would hurt the hedge funds who were short it. And um, anyway, it was, it was fun. I, I thought it was fascinating because the, I mean, it's just, there's so many sub stories going on within, in that movie about, you know, the game. I forget it. it I don't know if the word I'm technically crazy. The game is yeah, the gamification, gamification, gamification of markets, yeah. of markets mm-hmm. where, you know, you like with Robinhood, for example. You, you know, it's an app basically right. that's kind of like a game to a to a kid, and they yeah they make it like a game. and they make it like a yeah. game, and they and 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 and, it's, and they they you know say it costs nothing to to use it, which it which it doesn't, but there is there are there are hidden costs hidden right. costs down right. the road, right. but um, but I just thought that whole that whole storyline was pretty fascinating, and then the um. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. I mean, you, you, you of course you want our country, you want investors to to you know to to, to you want people to invest, you want people yeah. to to uh, accrue savings, accrue accrue capital over time, and put that capital to work and to be involved in the system. But you know, there were I think there were some shortcomings perhaps in the way that that was being accomplished through apps like like Robinhood, where um, you know they're they're not necessarily a fiduciary; they're just trying to get you to trade, and then yeah. there's there's no incentive to really build wealth in a way that like people like you and I might right. be able to appreciate, but just, uh, it, it was, a, it was just a way for people. Basically it was a way for people to, you know, to, to entertain themselves in the, in the pandemic, right. you know, when they're right. sitting on all this stimulus money. And so, um, 
Yeah, the pandemic had a lot to do sure. with it. I think so. had so many people sitting at home. Totally fed kinda, into it. And um, it's, it's just, you know, there have been, I remember I got my investment license in 1987, and there's been, yes, yeah, a long time ago. And, yeah. and in that <laughs> In that time span, there's always about every five years, it seems like there's something weird, crazy that happens, a big news story, whether it's, whether it's, you know, the, the, the 2008 crisis, yeah, 87, or, or Bernie Madoff, or, there's right. always something Bernie Madoff, crazy, capital. But, but these things right. are always aberrations, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think, I don't know, I kind of came away with the moral of the story is that, you, you know, this was really more about speculation, and we're about investing and sure. long-term investing. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, but I thought it did a great job of uh, of of giving a lot of different people's points of view and um um kind of yeah telling the story of I don't know. It kind of intertwined all these different things sure. together, and sure. and I thought it was interesting how you how you how how the director kind of. Put that all together. He was pretty irreverent. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was. Well, we're word. definitely we were definitely targeting sort yeah. of the millennial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was. You know, language was a little spicy. Yeah, and, this, is little, um, this is Wall Street, and and it was, it was, uh, yeah, and it was, yeah, it was definitely yeah. a millennial it geared, type. Right. Uh, well, it was narrated by narrated by Kieran Culkin, you know, yeah. who's, who appears on Succession, which is a show I haven't really seen very much, but it's very popular. You know, it's about a family and and um, there's this, this, this empire, and so it's. Yeah, he's he's in character. He's in the Roman Roy yeah. character, really. Yeah. When he's narrating, and so it was cool for me to help the the uh, you know the voice of a writer to kind of you know take what we were saying, which is you're trying to explain all these complicated financial terms like naked short selling and and stuff like that, and then and then help him instruct or help him tell that story in a way that's understandable to people who don't do this for a living. Yeah. And he does it in Roman Roy's voice, which is really fun. Yeah. You know, and and so you've got this really salty guy, um, <laughs> you know, talking about. Uh, what short selling is, and 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 you know what what a hedge fund is, and so you know none of this is <clears throat> is easy for you know your average everyday person, and so I thought I thought they did a really good job with it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I thought it was, I thought it was just it's it's really interesting. I you know I th- the one thing that I was I was thinking about too is is I was just thinking as as how amped up everything has gotten over the years with technology and everything mm-hmm. over the years. And I think the big thing I've seen in my in my career is, you know, you have these things that happen like at GameStop, which is just so crazy where, I mean, the basic story of it is, you know, the, every everybody who was on Robinhood was buying the stock, even though their fundamentals of their the company, yeah, were, their fundamental were, numbers were, were horrible. Non-existent. Yeah, which, which basically the financials, it was not a stock that was worth anything really. Right. And um, but they all bid it up, and it went. How high did it go? Over five hundred. Yeah, it went all the way up to five hundred. Yeah, I mean, it went from around ten yeah. or below ten to yeah. above five hundred, uh, just because of the power of social media. I mean, you yeah. had a couple of guys. Yeah, that's who, that's part of the story yeah. too. Is just the power of social totally. media. Yeah. And you had a couple of guys. And look, let's give some people credit. I mean, like they figured out maybe there was another puff on that cigar, mm-hmm. and maybe it wasn't quite. Yeah. that they weren't going to declare bankruptcy any day, and and then. Because they were able to drive the stock up so high, that they they thought that they had found that there were that there was they thought they were they're going to be able to generate a short squeeze by squeezing these hedge funds that had been shorted, but it, in fact they really couldn't um, for a number of reasons. But their 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 goal was to weaponize um, mm-hmm. you know the stock market in order to to you know achieve some sort of social goal, which is you know it's 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 not 
typically how you invest. Yeah. Um, but you know, but but a few of these folks that got in early, you know, made yeah. millions and millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. and of course it so it just it 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 married this you know social goal with a few people that had actually done some homework. Um, and then it just turned into this uh, weird it metastasized into something that we'd never really seen before. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, this the stock went from from you know ten to five hundred, and then ironically, because they were able to raise cap, they were able to, to issue equity. Um, they really they did save GameStop, or, mm-hmm. or at least they bought them a lot more time. And mm-hmm. and um, there was some. There's more to it than that. I mean, Ryan Cohen's a very popular CEO, um, very popular with this sort of um, you know Reddit board culture. Um, you know, he turned around a company called Chewy.com, and and he's sort of a meme lord and very popular on Twitter, and so. You know, these are all things they don't teach you, and you know, yeah. this is not Graham and Dodd stuff. I mean, this yeah. is this is just this is something that right. nobody ever seen, and that's what made that's what made the film interesting. Is yeah. is it? You know, it's it, you know, the, they're human beings making you know irrational decisions. Um, yeah, it's to, a story of our social times today, social media, which didn't exist, you know, like it does, right. or, or 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 even it it having even. The ability nobody would have even thought about something like this was right. was possible. Right. And but the other thing too is this stuff hardly ever happens. I mean, they the only other time they were talking about like short squeeze was that Volkswagen example. Right. Um, but I mean, so this stuff, the, the the possibility of this stuff happening day in and you know every every week is is really remote. Sure. I mean, would you agree with that? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So well, it's funny. So that's no, what made it worth doing a movie about, I guess. That's so, right. Um, that's right. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about a market markets being efficient, and and they are efficient, yeah. but they're not perfectly efficient. Right. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't assume that they are largely efficient, right? I mean, right. I was actually talking to our friends at, at Dimensional, you know, our mutual partner about yeah. it, about the whole GameStop um, uh, phenomenon, and you know, does it disprove? You know whether you know markets are efficient or not, or you know what do you say to people who would ask you about that? And uh, and our friends that actually had a pretty interesting story. They, they, they were the ones that kind of gave me the line that said, "Well, just it's not that markets are efficient. It's it's just the best way to go about it over the long term is to assume that they are. Yeah. You know, so that you wouldn't actually you know wind up getting you know caught up in something like that. Oh so, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, I looked up just as of yesterday. I think you know the ten year return. On a hundred percent globally diversified portfolio is right at about ten point two percent as of yesterday. Right, but it is that's not a straight line. No, of course it's not. not. It's, it's a, been a wiggly line. Right. Think about all the things that have happened over the last ten years. Yeah. and that's funny because I, I just I was reading something the other day about just in one of our um, one of our presentations we talk about you know in, in inflation adjusted return over you know going back to 1926 is like 7.3 percent so yeah. you figure three percent inflation a year yeah is you're right at the 10 number you just came up with yeah exactly so and and that's what we would consider long-term investing not not speculating now, some of these guys i mean that one the the kitty character Ro- roaring kitty roaring kitty yeah, yeah he <laughs> He ended up making a, a, a you know thirty some million dollars doing this stuff. So so let's be clear. This it was spe- it was spe- it was a speculative. It was yeah. speculation. There, there's nothing wrong yeah. with speculating yeah. as long if as you as, know as, you're speculating. That's right. Right. And you that's know right. you know you can lose everything. That's right. You know. But yeah. like we talked about, you know, there were a couple guys right. in our movie who uh, who like filled up their four one like took their whole four one k and bought GameStop options, and you're yeah. just like. Please don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would never recommend somebody <laughs> no, to do that, right? No, but yeah. but I mean, but just it just shows you that you know, there's there's people out there that need help, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, and they tried to pin it on 
uh, Wall Street and naked short selling and stuff like that. And I mean, maybe some of that stuff's going on at the margin. Actually, frankly, I think there's more out there, more that takes place out there than I even recognized when I began making the film uh-huh. um, or when I was helping make the film. But, but, but by and large, I mean, you know, it's, it's still a buyer beware planet, you know, and, and, uh, and I don't think we do a real good job in this country of educating people about, you know, how to invest and, and what constitutes a long-term, a good long-term investment plan. Mm-hmm. And we, which is something that, you know, you and I talk about a lot, but, but, uh, but, you know, but not everybody's got a fiduciary in their corner. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 uh, you know, these folks could have used <laughs> a little, yeah. a little help. Yeah. They make it's funny. They make a big case about the big, big market makers like Goldman and JP Morgan, all these guys, those guys are not fiduciaries. Right. Uh, we, you know, and we are, and, and that's when they, that kind of did make me feel good about, you know, kind of what we do and the way we, we go right. about doing well, they're, it. Well, they're a broker. Right. You know that's I mean? right. They're, they're, they're a broker. They're, they're just all about buying and selling. Right. They don't really care if it's in your right. best interest and, or right. not. Right. And I'm sure yeah. there are elements within the, the, there are elements in those firms where they are yeah. fiduciaries. I'm sure they have trust departments and they yeah. have, right. um, you know, everybody's trying to hold themselves to a higher standard. But, but you know, Robin Hood is, yeah. is not a fiduciary. No, not at all. You they're know? just all about making trades right. and making money for their right. for their company, not for right. not for their Clients, right. so to speak. Right, they're um, they're the they're the Facebook of the yeah. of, of Wall Street, right? And I, I, I know. I was thinking I, when you, when you're not when you're not paying for it, then yeah. you are the product. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's well put. Um, um. So, so what's next? Are you going to do it? Have you got any other movies in the cooker right now? You're thinking about things. <clears throat> well, right now? we've been we we we're looking at things constantly, and it's not like I'm doing this every day, right? Yeah. I mean, this is it takes a lot of work. It does, but it's it's um. I mean, fortunately, I'm I'm kind of in a role within you know our little our little firm is called you know Biltmore Films. That's my little side hustle. But right. but all that really means is that I'm I'm consulting with filmmakers about how to tell a financial story. You know, and 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 I'm you know maybe we commit a little bit of capital, or maybe we're you know trying to get them access to other people that they might not um, have access to um, for a complicated financial story. Um, but it doesn't take a ton of my time. Um, but but I do you know. Probably on a weekly basis, I'm getting an inbound or you know have a call with somebody about a, a potential project. But obviously, right now, crypto is everywhere. You know, with what's happened with yeah. FTX and right. and um, and we had we frankly have already been working on a crypto project or had been kicking one around. And so this this may jumpstart it. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of competition if we wind up going that yeah. route. Um, yeah. But in fact, I, I'm, I'm supposed to have a call later today about about you know about trying to get some off the ground. But so it's fun. I mean, and the cool thing for for me is that it it helps me learn um, about all these different subjects. I mean, you know, learning about you know Bill Ackman's crusade against Herbalife um, helped me you know develop a, an understanding of a part of the market maybe I didn't have quite. Or even a part of society, I didn't really have mm-hmm. an appreciation for. And then GameStop and you know Gaming Wall Street, which is the name of the film um, on HBO Max. Um, you know that that's that's about gamification of markets and naked short selling and you know payment for order flow. And you know it's it really helps. I think it helps sharpen my uh, sharpen my investment knobs, or you know it helps keep me sharp on a lot of subjects. And then and for crypto. You know, I don't hold myself out to be a crypto expert by any means, but but I'm learning a lot about it just by virtue of the fact that I want to be helpful to this team. And so, um, but that's just such a wild west. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, another thing I was thinking about um, when I first started reading some of your your things, I I, I know you you're I've read multiple books about investment stuff, but what what would be your 
if you were, I, you know, I, I didn't even prep you for this question or anything, but I mean, I would love to know what, what do you what do you think are the best books for somebody who's wanting to learn more about about investing, mm-hmm. not speculating, but investing. Right. Um, what do you think? What, what would you? I mean, I've got a couple on top that come to my, you know, yeah. instantly come to my top of my head. But um, I mean, I'm not going to blow you away with all my insights here. But you yeah. know, but you know, uh, intelligent investor Graham and Dodd. You yeah. Know, I mean, that's that's the class. That's kind that's of like the, Bible, the Bible. Yeah. You know, and then um, and then you know, going back and reading any of, of Buffett's letters, you know, his his annual share, letters to shareholders. Yeah. They're great because. They're fun. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, you're getting insights from obviously a successful investor, but, you know, he, the way he, and the way he talks about writing is he, he, he assumes that he's writing to his sister. Yeah. Um, who is smart, mm-hmm. but is not a professional investor. And so a lot of people kind of fall into that category, you know, and, and so I think they're accessible and they're incredibly, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's so many nuggets in there. Yeah, and then um, and you know, I've got some great you know Charlie Munger, um, uh, you know, collected works that I like to you know go through. And then and then you know Charlie he, Munger who who, who is Warren Buffett's two, like right hand man, man. Yeah. yeah, his wingman, whatever you want to call. Yeah, him. and then but, you know you go to things like um, you know Joel Greenblatt um has some great books. Um, uh, you know, I like even going back to One Up on Wall Street. You know, yeah. which is about uh, it's a, a little bit about taking ownership. Just through companies that you understand, um, but uh, but you know anything that's going to help you kind of engage in the, yeah. in the markets and and help you understand um, you know what helps build wealth over time. Uh, you know those are those are all great resources. Yeah. I was talking with uh, my um, my niece just got recently got married, and her her husband's really he's a he's wanting to learn more about investing stuff. And he was asking me about books. And I, I told him maybe a random walk down, what random walk down um, yep. Wall Street yes. is, is an excellent mm-hmm. book. If you're, if you're, you know, want to learn more about markets and mm-hmm. about investing. Yeah, that's and, a great call. Um, the, only, uh, the Four Pillars of Investing by William Bernstein's an mm-hmm. excellent book um, that I've enjoyed. But, um, yeah, but the key is just you know to the key is just to kind of dedicate yourself to to learning, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that's that's and and here we go, to kind of going back to our original you know part of this conversation about you know how values tie into the way we kind of you know allocate. I mean, you know by by dedicating yourself to you know to learning uh, whether it's markets or something, you know that's that's going to you know the compounding effect of that you know is going to accrue to you in more ways than just you know helping you you know generate wealth for yourself. I mean, like there's just there's a certain, uh, there's a there's a very sort of Confucian part, you know, element to that that just sort of helps, you know, if we're talking about you know building generational wealth, I mean, you know, having this uh, this sort of Confucian mentality of of, of uh, you know building uh, wealth and wisdom over the years. That's you know that's that's generational. You know, that's the definition of generational, and that's a lot about you know well, kind of what we talk about. You know, yeah. we're talking with our clients about all kinds of things. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I mean. I mean, we're all about preservation and growth, and a lot of the and a lot, you know, another thing too that I think a lot of people, yeah, it's it's like it's the classic behavior, simple but it's, not it's easy your behavior, right? You know, not mm-hmm. just how much knowledge you know. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to be a great investor. It's really learning learning good disciplines and good behavior patterns, right? No, it's one hundred percent true that your, you know, it, it is your behavior. Your, your ability to control your behavior is going to help you a lot more than just your, you know, totally raw intellect. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, that doesn't hurt, but, yeah. but you know, if, if you don't have the temper, temperament for it, then right. it's, it's tough. Yeah. Well, Burke, look, I, I really, you know, we, uh, we, we always are talking to other people, but, um, I find what you do to be fascinating. Um, you've been a real asset to the firm and, um, thanks for taking the time just to talk about what you're doing in your spare time. Very <laughs> glad to be not, here. When no, you're not in fun. the salt mines of Trust Company in the South, <laughs> we're right. working hard for our clients. Right. So it's thank you for your time. And, uh, that's all I have for, for you today, thank Mr. Coons. I appreciate it very much, Bill. Okay. All right. See you soon. Okay, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Take care. Thank you for listening to Trust Company Talks. These opinions are intended as entertainment. Any opinions expressed on this podcast by Bill Noble, Burke Coons, or anyone else are not necessarily those of Trust Company of the South. There is no guarantee that these statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be accurate. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision and does not constitute a recommendation. These materials are not intended to be tax or legal advice. Readers are encouraged to consult their own legal tax and investment advisor before implementing any financial strategy.